Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. What's up? It's Lip Service and I'm Angela Yee. I'm Gigi McGuire. I'm L'Oreal. And you know it's time for Woman on Tap. Y'all are going to love this one. Today we are doing a special Delion toast to Whitney Beatty and Ebony Anderson. They have created Josephine and Billy's. It's a speakeasy, a cannabis speakeasy by and for women of color. And guess who's invested in it? Jay-Z. It's Whoa. the first of its kind in the United States. Yes, and Josephine and Billy's will offer a unique speakeasy style cannabis retail concept. Now it's no secret that the cannabis industry Industry is mostly run by white men, but it's also no secret that the business is going to bring in nearly $45 billion in revenue by 2024. And that's why I love the fact that Whitney Beatty and Ebony Anderson are here. Yeah. And it's actually a black woman owned company, Josephine and Billy's, which is named after Josephine Baker and Billy Holiday, was developed to create a welcoming and educational retail experience for women of color. And it also does fill a void existing for this demographic. You know, we spend all kinds of money in this space so we need to make sure that we're making money from this space as well i know i spent a lot of money and so did Gigi in this space <laughs> okay so y'all can holla at us if you need somebody to test it out too yeah if you guys <laughs> if you guys need any type of um ambassadors yeah you yeah know, we're here, here for you now according to Abbott. The research around it is compelling. Studies show that women of color benefit the most from the effects of cannabis, including CBD, and women also experience anxiety at twice the rate compared to men. And so that's why it was really important for them to understand the health benefits, right, of cannabis and CBD. And, you know, a long time it's been criminalized. Black people have been demonized for using it. But right. what you have to learn is that, as you can see, now it's legal and there's also a lot of benefits. So, again, we are toasting to Whitney and Ebony and also we are toasting to Josephine and Billy's. We can't wait to make it there. Cheers. Cheers. Next time we're- puff, puff, pass. 
All right, what's up? It's Lip Service, and it's time for us to have a discussion with Zola. So I'm Angela Yee. I'm Gigi McGuire. I'm L'Oreal. And Zola's here with us. Zola, you excited? The movie is coming out on the 30th. Yes, finally. I'm very excited. It's been six years too long. <laughs> Has it been six years since you, you wrote the story? Yes, it's been six years. Wow, time flies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, some things that I want to talk about. So for people who don't know, this is all based off of a series of tweets back in 2015 that Azola did. She went on an adventure with a girl who she just met, a white girl, I might add. And they end up going to Tampa, right? Azola, you were a dancer, you know, part-time. You already had another job working as a waitress. That's how you guys met. And then you wanted to go make some money for the weekend. So this is all a true story, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, we fabricated a little bit. Nobody got shot. Like, guns were waved, but nobody got shot in real life. And okay, um, that was it. I mean, for dramatic effect also, you know, when the, I don't want to give nothing away, but I was never assaulted or touched or preyed upon in that way. Just want to say for disclaimer. But everything else is true, true to experience, true to story. Were you really wow. like holding your tongue that much? Because there were so many parts that I was like, girl, you say are something. really strong to say right. nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I was the only outsider, right? Like none of these people are my friends. They don't know me. They've, you know, I got to really listen to their conversation. They know each other for years. They live together. This was their system. So once mm-hmm. I realized I was the only outsider and I was the only one who had no friend, I had no protection. It's like, what do I say? I speak up and everybody's going to be against me. So, you know, my silence and me talking with my face that whole trip was actually me like saving myself. That's the only way I could express myself. Now, I was thinking about this, right? Gigi used to dance too. She danced in Magic City and Atlanta. So I had some questions. So when you do go to other clubs, like out of town to make money, how do they advertise that? And that's more lucrative than being at home? Um, It depends on where you go. Like for me, I tried to dance in Atlanta one time. Kudos to you, Gigi, girl. I couldn't do it. I tried to <laughs> Atlanta one time. I went to Club Cheetah, and they ran me out of there so fast. So it just depends on where you go. Um, like, I've danced in North Carolina. I danced in Florida, obviously. I danced in Texas. And um, I didn't even know that, because to dance in Detroit, you have to have a, a car. You got to go get a background check. You got to fill your stuff out. It's like a whole process. Same and in Atlanta. I would be a, a traveling dancer, and I would go to other states they wouldn't even ask for that. They would just say, well, have you danced before? And I'd be like, yeah. I'm like, well, you were cute. They would make me audition. I would audition sometimes. And then I would just get to work. And it needed to be one night or one weekend. And I would make way more money. Maybe because I'm, I'm a new face. Mm-hmm. you know. So it's that kind of thing. And I also danced at the white club sometimes because that worked in my favor. Being the only pretty black girl in a white club, believe it or not, would work in my favor. So I would make way more money than I would at the club I work at seven days a week at home. But would you go a little crazier knowing that like you're around people that you don't necessarily know? Because it's different when you're home, you know, shitting where you eat and all that. Absolutely. I was a lot. um, I must say I was bitchier out of town. I'd be like, no, this is the price. I don't play. I don't do this because you're never going to see me again tomorrow. Right. Home, I'd be a little nicer. You know, I'm fluctuating with the prices. When I be out of town, it's like cut and dry. It's and I was way cuter. My face would be. I would get a professional makeup artist and shit. <laughs> but how did the other girls treat you when you came onto their turf? I kept to myself, so you know it was different for me. And I would work at big clubs, so they would get that kind of all the time. But just in in working in the club environment and in the sex 
world, period. You know, people have their territory, so to speak, like you said. And so I wouldn't know, because I've already been dancing since 18. So I wouldn't know if a girl says that's her regular, and we have that conversation in the dressing room. Like, oh, don't mm-hmm. talk to him. Or, you know, don't talk to him until I get my 500 that I get from him every day. Then you can go take whatever's left. Like, they would already give me the rundown and just knowing what I know and working in that world, I already knew not to, not to play with it. Cause that's not what I'm here for. I'm just here for the weekend to make my money and go home. So if that's your regular, good for you. What would you do if somebody like you were dancing, you're out of town and they're like, we just going to come take our money. You know, I've seen that happen. It's never happened to me. Luckily, because <laughs> I keep to myself, I've seen that happen. And girl, I don't know. I would, I, I have no idea. I would cry. I would take my ass home. I probably would retire <laughs> early. Like that's why I kept to myself. Cause I've seen that happen so many times, even at home. We, I had an incident where um, these guys, they were tipping me and, and a coworker of mine. She's another dancer. They were tipping us all night, nothing but hundreds all night. And they got extremely drunk. We left the club. Her and I, we left together. We're going to take a cab together. We went to the gas station right next door. We're just getting waters, getting snacks, waiting for our cab to show up. And the same guys that were tipping us all night came into the gas station. And I'm like, I don't know. This feels this feels off. Right. So, um, you know, her being drunk and being who who she is, I'm all, I always got to be two steps ahead. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a black woman. I'm a small black woman. I'm a sex worker. Like I have to think about getting home. I can't think, I can't always be prideful. Like, no, this mom, like if you want the money and that's going to get me home, you're going to just take the money. That's just mm-hmm. what it is. I'll get more. So, um, yeah, they come into the gas station and they're just being rowdy. They throw a bunch of shit on the counter. We're, we're checking out and they're like, yeah, bitches buy my shit too. And I'm like, I'm saying nothing. I'm looking at the clerk. I'm like, okay, I'm just counting them. What's my total? And so here she go. Oh, hell. Like, no, you, you just tip me this money. Like, you know, knocking their shit down, doing all that. We on the east side of Detroit. We on like eight mm-hmm. Okay. Like, mm. so it was like within two seconds, he pulls out a pistol, slaps her with it across her face. She falls to the floor takes her dance bag and runs out. And the no. Clerk, yes, and the clerk does not, like the gas station clerk's like this, like. Stevie listen, Wonder. He wow. sees nothing. And I'm just saying. Like, like, I'm not in it. <laughs> I'm like, I was going to buy his stuff. So I don't know. And then they run out, took her money. She made me like 5,000. Then I took all her money, left. And the clerk, he didn't even call the police. It was like, damn. She gets up distraught. And I'm like, what's happening? And she's like, well. I guess I'm going to go back to work. And she went back for the night shift. Damn. Gee, wow. you ever had any, any crazy stories like that happen to you? With somebody trying to take my money? Hell no. <laughs> Thank God. No. But I've never put myself into those predicaments. I always was safety first, safety first. Like I have older brothers that knew that I was dancing and always made sure that I knew how to protect myself and wash my back. And like I would I would drive home from work and be looking in my rearview mirror the whole time, making sure nobody was following me home. Like I would take different routes home. I would never stop on my way. Like I just always had like safety protocols in place because you never really know. And I know girls that got robbed and carjacked and all type of stuff. So especially in Atlanta around the holidays, that used to be a thing. But like, but Gigi, what about women now? Because I know, so I feel like this is the trick that I always see girls do. It's like you're making it rain on one chick or two or three and then here comes the last minute bitch and shit. She mm-hmm. come over there doing a half a twerk, but no. she be trying to rake up no. dollars. No. You get what I'm saying? No. no, I'm saying something. 
Who yeah. told you to dance? And if you are, if they did give you permission to dance, none of these dollars on the floor belong to you. You need to get paid in your hand or you need to make a separate pile with whatever. <laughs> is. Zelda, watching the movie, it made me think of something that happened when I was younger, right? So we had went to Miami and I was with one of my friends and she brought her roommate with her. And so while we were on the trip, her roommate started escorting. Oh, and shit. yes, and she started like charging guys. And I think it was like Memorial Weekend or something. And so she really was like meeting up with guys and it wasn't like, it wasn't like no back page or nothing, but she would meet them and then go back to the room and then get paid like to have sex. And she did it several times. It wasn't my friend though. It was like my friend's roommate. So I knew her, but I didn't know her like that. So mm-hmm. I was trying not to pass judgment. I was like, like, I do you. Did she like- at least pay for the whole room? I was Wait, in the room with her. She, oh, right. Oh. I was like, say, she wasn't bringing yeah. them into the room you was in, right? Hell no. No, she was going to their room. But anyway, I just like, damn, this just happened out of nowhere. And she was like a receptionist. You know, she had that. So it would just surprise me when it happened. But I also was trying to not pass judgment. Just like I think for you throughout the movie, a lot of what you were doing was trying to actually support somebody. Right. Stephanie, uh, the girl that you just met who you went on a trip with and not pass judgment. So was there ever a time when you were like, this bitch is crazy? Absolutely. First of all, it was the prices for me because I can't pass that because I'm, I'm a stripper <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a sex worker. I mean, I won't lie and say that I've never had sex for money. Like, come on now. I work at the strip clubs. And if somebody who I know comes in and he's like, I have $5,000 right now, let's leave. We're probably going to leave. So mm-hmm. I can't pass judgment, <laughs> but I'm not a back page girl. I'm not a, you know, it's levels to it. Like that, Absolutely. that was new for, for me. And so, but I don't judge you. If you are a backstage girl, if you girl, whatever, that's your hustle. But I had my particular boundaries just for myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I didn't judge hers, but she kind of blew me with the prices. I'm like, you dance, right? Like I said, we make, you can More get a on stage. as soon as you walk out on the stage, you ain't even did nothing yet. So I didn't understand her prices, $100 and $200. And there was raw sex going on. And I'm like, this yeah, is uh- to me and then there was an incident I mean it is in the film and I didn't tweet about it I just told Janixa about it personally where the part where we go to the house on an out call and it's the gangbang yeah so in real life we were talking to them on the phone and they had told us like it's four or five of us you know we want the blonde girl we want the white girl this is what we offering to pay and she said okay her pimp said okay and he was like just be the lookout because it's like five guys like just make Mm -hmm. sure everything goes you know according to plan I don't know gangbang plans but According to plan, I guess. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So when we got there, though, like I said, we had been on the phone the whole ride. You know, when we get there, all of a sudden, nobody speaks English. And not even that, the house, Janixa made it look so aesthetically pleasing. That house, I don't know if you've ever seen freshly ripped up carpet, how his nails sticking up out the Oh, my you know, gosh. Their mm-hmm. floor was. The walls were stained. It smelled like some form of cat piss and cigarettes. It was horrible. I mean, it was just, when we got to the door, I was like, are you, sh- we should leave. I don't think any price is worth this. Like, we should leave. No. And as soon as we walked in, four out of the five niggas didn't, they was already butt-ass naked. Mm. Wow. And then, like I said, they're acting like they don't speak English and, you know, they just all you're taking their drawers off and shit. And she gets down on her knees anyway. And no money has been put in her hand. No. That's when I kind of started to feel bad. I went from maybe she's a victim to maybe she's just fucking crazy. Slow. Right. This mm-hmm. isn't right. And I dragged her out of there by her. And really- Baby, because we all know the first rule of business is pay me first. Excuse right. me. Right. I'm like. But- 
Let's take care of this business first. What the hell made you trust this white girl to even get in that car and go with her anywhere? See, I I was also 19, so I had only been dancing for a year. This was new. And in my realm of sex work and in the clubs I worked at, it was like I said, I kind of I found a community. And so we all looked out for each other. It's like the the enemy was always the men at times. It would be the mm-hmm. men trying to stiff you or mm-hmm. the men trying to rob you. I hadn't, and maybe I was just naive, I hadn't yet experienced a woman, better yet, a sex worker manipulating me or lying to me. Or, right. Because I when you experienced that. When you pulled up, when they pulled up in front of your door to get you and you saw that it was a guy in the car and her boyfriend like that didn't make you second guess. Like, what am I getting myself involved in? Like, did you ask questions about who these people were or she told me that it was her boyfriend and a roommate, but that's all she told me before they pulled up. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know to what extent. So, you know, when they pulled up, she did tell me there would be two men, but I was kind of like, Oh, security. You was thinking, right. So, you know, who knows, but she was sitting in the front with the other guy and that's what you with the pimp. And like, so when you seen that, because I'm I'm assuming that that's real and what happened when you seen that, you didn't say like, why the hell is she sitting next to this guy instead of her boyfriend? I, well, that was her roommate, right? Did she say that was her roommate? And that was yeah, but the ba- the boyfriend should be sitting next to her, right? Right. That's what I mean. I didn't even analyze. You it. didn't think about that shit. His car, and you know, he's the roommate, and he's the one driving, and she's the lady. I don't know. Ladies want to sit in the front. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about it. Like, why are you not with your man? Right. <laughs> Another thing that I was thinking about. Right. You were talking about setting the price. What is the price like that you charge somebody to have sex? Like, what do you think is a it, like I said? I don't claim. I don't shame nobody's hustle, but it varies. Like for. I mean, timing, who, what, what you want, it's levels to it. Like who, who you are. If I know you got a million dollars in the bank, I'm going to need some, some money. But if we just like <laughs> the club and you in the VIP room and you only got about five to 10 minutes, sir, I'll take five to $600 if that's what my five minutes is going to be worth. But that's like the bare minimum. So a hundred and $200. That's nothing. But some people think that uh, some people will argue that we all are like doing an exchange when it comes to sex. Right. Because we've heard people say that, like all women, you get them gifts, you buy them dinner, you do all those things to have sex. So is there any difference? And then and then they'll shame you for you didn't even get anything out of him. Right. And you just had sex with him basically for free. It's like you can't even situation you paying the bypass all that you ain't gotta let me meet mm-hmm. your mom we ain't gotta go on no date so yep. i want all the money that i would get on all them dates in my yep. head right now you're gonna get let's the speed up the process and let's get to the end because <laughs> so how do you tell way. him how do you tell him that like i'm not fucking you until i get this money see it's like an unwritten rule i mean they're gonna do what you allow them to do and they're gonna offer usually right they're gonna they're say gonna offer like i got such I'm and such amount for you have, you know, I, I have $500 for you. Can we, and at that point you can negotiate or you can take it, mm-hmm. but that conversation should have already happened. And if it didn't, I mean, they'll let it linger for as long as you do. I've been in situations where they will never bring up price, but that's then don't do anything. I mean, I don't know. How you gotta be off top. So then you'll say something. You'll be like, well, you know, it's going to be. Right, well, we can do whatever's on your mind for. And whatever price. Right. You got to bring that up first, I would think, like immediately. You can't check into a room without paying for it. Yeah. But like, what if a guy thought you liked him or maybe you liked the guy and you wasn't even thinking about it that kind of way? Maybe it was like genuinely you want to date this guy and then he offers you money. What would would you feel? uh, Would you be offended? I I don't think I would be offended. 
I would maybe follow up, like, and then, what? like, is this our thing? Like, you just want this and, and that's it. I would probably follow up. I, I don't think I would be offended, though. Then I, I, I love, I love gifts. I love money. So I don't know. Maybe I'm a little biased. <laughs> do you have, do you have less respect for a guy who is just paying, like, here, let me give you some money. Would you look at it that, that, like, I couldn't be with him for real because he's just a trick? No, no, I've actually... You know, don't tell nobody. I've actually dated a couple of my, they started off like that. And then we got into actual relationships. And I think that's more complicated than the other way around. Because then mm-hmm. he gets comfortable and it's like, well, we're in a relationship now. And I'm like, well, I'm so used to every time I see you, I get a thousand dollars. So we got to kind of, we got to slow it down, but not stop it. So um, that's happened. But I didn't lose respect at all. Like I said, I understand the hustle. I get the game. I respect it all. There's there's a place for everybody. Everybody plays their role and, you know, I respect each role. What about throwing it in your face? Has anybody ever used it against you? You know, yes. And they used it against me, but like to their advantage, like how you're not going to do this now when I know you've done this before or how right. you put out and I know you a stripper or how you're not going to have sex with me. And I know you've had sex for money. And it's like, I mean, all that is fine, but there's one word and it's called consent. <laughs> that part. My boundaries. I, mm-hmm. I can do what I want, how I want, when I yeah. want. When I want. You can change your mind if you so choose. Yep. Yeah. You could do whatever you want. Now, there's one scene where there's all these different penises and some of them look. Oh, horrific. my God. Uh, oh. That's, Woo. Not, that's one of my favorite scenes. So I got to ask you, have you ever seen Ooh. a penis and changed your mind? Yes. Oh, my. I think, listen, that's one of my favorite scenes because it's so accurate, especially working in sex work and like working at the club. Like niggas will pull their shit out like just off gps like why are you doing that i don't know and you see so many different type of penises that is so accurate i've seen some crazy i mean i've seen one guy i don't know if it was a third ball or i don't know what it was Uh -uh, was yes yeah i can't really do nothing with that like uh, there was one penis i was like where's the penis yeah it was so small it was like it was all it was was like like tucked in (laughs) it was mad balls like i saw balls no dick it was like an any like and then y'all had the big one that would look like a grenade, like yeah, not a grenade, yeah, like a, a missile. That's what it, it looked like. It, it, it was big and thick. It was not, it's too much. You um had them heart that, or like, was that your idea? That was the hearted one. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was crazy. That was actually all Janixa, which we, like I said, we talked about it. She really got into my head. And so she's like, what are key points of, you know, that point in your life? And we kind of went through certain things. And she's like, well, what do sex workers know that maybe your everyday girl doesn't know? And I'm like, but there are a billion different kind of penises. Like, mm. He's like, okay, noted. They're like snowflakes. Those two are the same. <laughs> that part. Well, let's <laughs> talk about, I want to talk about different penises for a second. Mm. Okay. <laughs> what is the perfect penis, ladies? Not too big, not too not small, too good girth, maybe a little curve. A nice mushroom top. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It definitely can't be too big. Do do yeah. y'all care if it's a grower or a shower? Does that matter? That doesn't matter to me. Um, I don't really care I've what had, it looks like until it's time to use I've it. I've had like really, really small penises in my life before and they, they got the job <laughs> done pretty yeah. yeah, I won't yeah. <laughs> It's the big ones that usually are the problem. Like the really Big, big ones. I'll be like, um, okay, we're not gonna be able to do this. I'm sorry. Little ones. I like, like pe- yeah, a G spot. I like That's penises right that are like on the average, but larger than on the larger side of average. You know what I mean? Like, 
not too, too big where it's like, that's abnormal and right. it's going to hurt. But I like to hurt a little bit. Like I like to be like, it's I enough. feel it in my stomach. I like when, um, sometimes you be having like that, um, gas from him taking it in and out because you know what I'm talking about with the air? Queefing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Penises are important though, because you could really be with somebody that you don't even like, like that mentally, but everything else could be amazing. Like, mm-hmm. or vice like- versa. You can like everything <laughs> about him and then he can just like not. Yes, that's the what's worse, you think a guy with the perfect penis, but you don't really like him like that or a guy that has the worst penis, but he's perfect in every other way. It depends on your intentions. Like if you want this man to be in your life or you want to just have fun with him, if you want to just have fun with him, then it don't matter if you like him as long as it's good. But if you want him in your life, then yeah. Oh, no, I disagree. I think that would just completely shut me down. Like sex is such a big and important part of my life and my relationships. If it's not like perfect, I'm like, I can't do nothing with that. So if the dick but, is trash and he treats you amazingly, you, you're off him. I'm off. I'm going to be cheating. So which one? You what, if he eats your, what if he eats your pussy, your booty all the time and makes you come in that, that way? Probably, that could probably work. We could probably work something. <laughs> I feel like it's cool at first, but then after a while, you're like, all right, I need some dick. I'm going to drink to that. I'm going to drink to that. Like, because that's my, obviously, like, not, well, not obviously, because some women don't like it, but like, Getting my pussy eaten is my favorite thing, right? But then, like, I'm going to want dick at some point in time. Like, good dick, too. Like, not just like, okay, this is cool. Like, maybe if I'm just with him for a little bit. But if we're going to be together forever, you're going to have to get some blue chew, grow the dick. You're going to have to figure something out. Go get Dr. Miami. Got them enlargements now, I heard. Figure it out. <laughs> but what about a toy? You could use a toy. No, nobody wants to use a toy for the rest it's of their the life. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, see, I, I didn't use toys until I started this fucking show, and these motherfuckers I, made me. <laughs> no, but first of all, don't act like, was like don't toy act like nobody made you use toy a rate. toy, okay? You did consent. Mm-hmm. I kept <laughs> saying no for years. They sex toy shame me. It doesn't matter how you orgasm, if it's like from sex or from uh, oral sex, like, or it's just an orgasm or orgasm. I would definitely matters. I like orgasms from sex way, way better. I mean, I love head, obviously. I mean, duh. But the <laughs> orgasm from, from actual penetration is way better. That's so important. If I if we can't have that, I'm probably not going to have sex with you many more times. Have you ever had sex with somebody who couldn't get hard, like, and you had to really help them? Like, maybe they were having some type of medical issue? <laughs> I haven't. I don't. I've had a guy drink too much and blame it on the liquor. Like, I'm sorry, I drank too much. <laughs> That's happened to me off. before too. I can't sleep it off. I don't. I'm, I'm not about to put all my effort into this right now. I hate that. Have you ever not been able to get wet? No, but I have gotten extremely dry halfway through, and that mm. sucks because then they don't like want to stop, and I'm like, but ow, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what happened, but I'm turned off. It's not working. But Lube is your best friend. I'm a like I said, I mean, I'm a sex worker. I do shit online, so I'm on OnlyFans, girl. I used to be a cam girl for like two years. I would do live shows. So Lube and Toys are my friends. So I can get it together, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's why I can't have sex for too, too long, right? Because at first you could be super wet and everything's amazing. But then if that shit keep going and going and going, and sometimes it's the position too. Like certain positions, I can't like, it's not my favorite. Yeah, and then I'm not there. Or if you come, sometimes if I come, I'll dry up after. Same. <laughs> you're like, all right, enough is enough. Do what right. you're going to do and get the fuck on. Handle your business. Where's the white girl? Um, She, I haven't talked to her. I'm back in when everything like went viral, the story itself. Um, 
before the movie was even in production. She sued me for defamation of character. She said I outed her as a sex worker. That's a lie. You're on back page. Right. Essentially. But she said I outed her and she blamed losing custody of her daughter on me. She said since I outed her as a sex worker, her parents took her daughter. It doesn't work like that. Grandparents don't even have rights in Michigan. Stop it. Yeah. And, you know, that didn't go anywhere. But she kind of fucked up because at court, she signed the document that said, whatever I do with this experience, whether I mention her or not, has nothing to do with her any longer after this court day. And she agreed. So oh, so now you have rights to make this movie. And it is what it <laughs> is. And so I have That'll be in stores, June. I hear through word of mouth, she's upset and she feels like I'm glamorizing her trauma, which is crazy to me. Oh my God. You was the one that went through trauma. That's not, she kidnapped you, but like, kind (laughs) of. Yes. I thought she was. She strip napped you. So, you know, she got married, she got divorced, she had like three more babies. She living her her life. Did she get married to the guy and the, the boyfriend? No, he's married, but to someone else. He has kids. He has a whole family. Lord. Listen, I've been on a whole lot of stripper trips in my career, and I've never been on a stripper trip with a girl and her pimp. I've met girls that had pimps. Right. And I just thank God that I've never been in a situation where somebody tried to pimp me. But in me watching the movie, having this life, it's very similar as, you know, being a former dancer. Um, I just thought about the countless times that I traveled and, you know, it was... Always an adventure, but girl, this is the adventure of all adventures. It was crazy. It was crazy. I can't wait to watch it again. Like, I want to watch it again. But what gave you the idea to even write it on Twitter like this? Because you're the first person that I seen. I don't know if other people have done this, but you were the first person that I seen that actually broke down a story when there was only 120 characters. Back then, Twitter was like a diary. Yeah, yeah, but... We told everything to Twitter in in the early 2000s. Right, but what made you do... You know, because that went viral immediately. What made you just decide to tell your story there on Twitter? Um, I always had did that. Like, before Twitter, I had a blog, and I used to post everything on my blog, and then Twitter became a thing, and everybody kind of ran over there. Mm -hmm. So I, um, you know, I would always share my experiences on, on Twitter, and so when that day happened. I was actually just like scrolling on my phone. You know how Facebook gives you memories. I came across a memory of our picture and I was like, oh, I'm about to tell Twitter about this bitch. Like I'm about to get into this. And so I just kind of started tweeting. And like you said, at that time, it was only 120 characters. Mm -hmm. So that's what made me I wasn't really looking for an audience. I was just trying to get my story out. But with that type of limited space, I, I knew every tweet had to say something. I ain't even see a misspelled word, word, child. Like you was on it. I'm not gonna lie. And I only get 120 characters, and I have to tell this whole weekend. So I, I was just kind of working with what I had, and like, every, and every tweet ended up saying something and meaning something. And, and mm. threads weren't even a thing. So if you think about it, it was these individual tweets popping up on people's timeline, and then they would have to come to my page and scroll to see all it all. Yep. And we all did. And we trust all and believe. It looks. <laughs> and, and by the way, Zola has a book of those tweets. So in case you don't want to have to go on Twitter, there's also a book. It's really cute. So you can read all the tweets and see it as it happens. And of course, watch and support the movie. Zola, we got to ask you right now, what's your relationship status? I'm single. I am single and ready to mingle, girl. What a good time to be single. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Perfect timing. Right. And by the way, she's in Atlanta, guys. So, you know, we're in Atlanta. Never leaving. I'm never leaving Atlanta. I love Atlanta. We, we going out tonight. Atlanta. I wouldn't. You you got to uh, link up if you're not doing something. Okay, I'm but I'm sure you're pretty busy because you got the movie coming out. 
Yeah, she's in New York right now, right? Oh, 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 okay. Friday, Friday, I'm back in Atlanta. Okay, oh, yes, so link up, link up. We outside. <laughs> oh, it's the y'all never, weekend. y'all never went, y'all never went inside. Let's be clear. No, okay. I did. Gigi's been outside the whole time. <laughs> I've been outside, and we outside this weekend because it's the fight. And oh, I'm going to LA, but we'll figure it out. We're going to link up with you regardless. The movie is amazing. Incredible. Congratulations. Did you have any role in picking the cast? Um, No, with that, um, I kind of, like I said, when I first got in contact with Janixa, she really got into my head and wanted to know, you know my kind of view for it. And I just trusted her as a director, like based off of what was happening before she came on board, I fully trusted her. And that's why I now have have the knowledge that when it comes to black stories and black creatives, you got to work with black storytellers and black creatives. Cause that's the only people mm. that are really going to come on now. Yeah. So, you know, at, at first she had uh, done a deal with James Franco. Yeah. And then it was going well. I mean, I won't, I, I have nothing negative to say about that team and that director, but, but it just wasn't the right fit for you and your story woman in the room. And although like I keep saying, these white men are, they're great. We love them. Right. But he does, they don't get my experience and they don't understand why it's so important to stick to the facts that happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So in finding Janixa, I really just trusted her with the casting. And the only person that I really felt necessary to have an input with was who was playing me. And that yeah. Mm-hmm. And I spoke on that and I manifested that. I, I told her, I, I dreamt about it. I was like, it has to be Taylor. And then she met Taylor and felt the exact same. And Taylor and I got so close. I mean, we had like so many long conversations. She really wanted to get into my head. She asked for my blessing. Wow. Yeah, it's, that's amazing. That's a perfect person to play you. Yeah. Like, yeah. as soon as I seen you, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone <laughs> else was all, you know, casting director and Janix's input, of course. But I mean, I think they nailed it. I mean, it's so, it's, it's so funny. Right. I mean, I love Riley, but with who she is and who her grandfather is to black culture, I think it's so funny in that way, her being casted as Stephanie. I, I love that. Shout out to Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, Coleman is amazing. I was honored that this even landed on his desk. He is like, everybody did so good. So I really had to just trust him. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, they did that. They did it. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Everybody, make sure you go and see Zola. It's out on the 30th. The book is available also. And we're looking forward to so much more from you too. So congrats on this. I know it's been a journey. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Congratulations, girl. Yes. Thank you.